Hi, it's Dwyer. It is November 28th, 2022. Let's randomly discuss boxing. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, in the world of boxing, we've had some mega fights. Not happened recently. Right? Not just Spence Crawford, but also Fury, Joshua, Fury, Usyk. I'm sure some of these fights will eventually happen, but some others won't. And of course, everyone is going to blame the money, right? Well, first, let me just point out the obvious. Even a great fight like Spence and Crawford doesn't belong in the conversation with a big heavyweight title fight. Right, folks, there's not that much money in boxing, as I've said here in countless videos. Outside of the heavyweight division and really one or two guys, and let me just tell you, one of them is Canelo. There is hardly any money in the sport. Right? We hear about the big $50 million payday heavyweight title fight. Understand, you've had some huge fights in the heavyweight division where the fighters, then reigning champions, haven't made close to that amount. I encourage people to research the actual paydays for the fight between the then WBC heavyweight champion, and he was a long reigning one, Deontay Wilder versus the lineal heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. Folks, it's hard to find two bigger names in the sport. Just understand, neither guy made $50 million off their first fight. Right? Just understand, the mega fights are few and far between. Don't get fooled by looking at Mike Tyson purses and looking at Ray Leonard purses, and looking at uh, some Canelo purses, right? Those guys are all outliers. So let's talk about a basic truth here, because I want the fighters to do the math and to figure it out. You are much better off. Let me repeat that. You are much better off with a long-term deal, or at least a multi-fight deal, if you aren't on top at the moment, right? If you're, let's name a fighter, Anthony Joshua, right? Box office king, but he's not a heavyweight champion right now. He's a former champion, but he doesn't have one of the belts right now. And let's be blunt. There are others who are more deserving of the next big heavyweight fight, right? Guys like Philippe Ergovic have put themselves in position. Joe Joyce has put himself in position for a title shot. So if you're Anthony Joshua, and no doubt in my mind, Joshua is a bigger box office name than Ergovic or Joyce. Right? Or Andy Ruiz. Right? Joshua's the bigger name. 
but he's not the most deserving name. So if you're Anthony Joshua, you are better off with a multi-fight deal on a credible, solvent media outlet, right? Whether that's the zone, whether that's uh, ESPN Plus, you're better off with a multi-fight deal than you are getting outlier money for a big fight, right? Where, while the money is great, it's not considerably beyond your multi-fight deal. So, in Joshua's case, let's say he's making, and I'm just pulling numbers out of the air that are round numbers that are easy to understand for illustration purposes. So let's say Josh was making $10 million per fight with the zone on a multi-fight deal, right? The best he can do, the best, assuming that a mega fight, given that Joshua right now isn't the mandatory, might pay him, let's say, $20 million or $25 million. Let's just speculate that his deal on the zone, which pays $10 million a fight, is a four-fight deal. Right? Again, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air. Well, just understand. A four-fight deal against contenders whose style he can beat. Guys who are, let's coin a word here, pocket-centric. Right? A guy like Dillian White, who has forgotten about what his jab's supposed to do and how to use it who's going to hang around the pocket and who is firmly convinced that his body snatcher attack will beat an Anthony Joshua, right? If Joshua can fight four guys like that, the public knows who he is. The fight has credibility. Joshua's going to be able to do what he does best. Take guys out who are in the pocket. Right, as long as they don't have Andy Ruiz level blistering hand speed, Anthony Joshua is going to have the upper hand against most who are standing there in the pocket trying to trade with him. Right, if Joshua goes through four such opponents, he makes $40 million. Now, let's say he fights one of these masters of the universe who have titles. Right? Let's say he fights Fury. Let's say he fights Usyk. Let's say they come in with a $20 million offer, 2x, what Joshua gets on his long-term deal. Right? The problem is if Joshua loses that match, right? that might negate his contract with zone, especially if it's a bad loss. And he ends up only with $20 million, not the 40 he would get for four fights against Dylan White-level opponents. So the best-case scenario, the best-case scenario is for an Usyk or a Fury to reach a deal 
with Joshua, that's a multi-fight deal. Either with Joshua or with Joshua's media outlet. But of course, that's easier said than done. Because of course, if you're a master of the universe and you, you know, have belts and prestige, if you're the boss who's been calling the shots in your career, then chances are you have your own media outlet. So what I want fighters to realize is that it might be better financially if you aren't on top, if you don't have the name, the market power to say, I'm going to be my own negotiator. Everything is a one-off. I want top dollar every fight. If you don't have that level of market power, and folks, really, no one does, outside of Canelo or a Manny Pacquiao or a Floyd Mayweather, right? At one time, a Mikey Garcia. If you aren't in that privileged, singular spot, then you're better off with financial security. Whether it's the zone, whether it's premier boxing champions, whatever the outfit is, you're better off with a guarantee per fight on a multi-fight deal. So if a big fight comes your way, the fight fan, people like me, would say, look, think legacy. Make the big fight happen, right? Tyson Fury knocks on your door, take the fight. The problem, and it's a huge problem, is that it might not make financial sense, especially if you're not on the top of your game and don't have a realistic chance of beating a Tyson Fury. So, let's segue now to Welter. Just food for thought. Right? I have my doubts. Now, I don't, you know, I'm an outsider. Right? I don't know the people who are financially backing Terrence Crawford's next fight. I don't. Right? I'm a skeptic when I hear the numbers. Understand, I've just been out. Black Friday weekend, right, uh, in stores. And I saw a lot of empty aisles. Folks, the economy is hitting people hard. So I'm just not sure how an event is going to be able at welterweight, not involving Canelo or Floyd or Oscar. I just don't know how a welterweight event is going to generate enough money in this economy to pay Terrence Crawford $10 million. Right? Let me also say something else that's going to be controversial here. And that's okay. (laughs) You know, I don't mind being controversial. For the $10 million... Crawford might actually be better off fighting easier touches than the guy he's actually fighting. So I know 
We love titles. I'm just telling you that the best title in sports to have outside of the lineal championship at heavyweight is the lineal championship in these lower weight classes, right? We have to figure out who's lineal and who's not, right? Because I'm just telling you, Crawford is paying a heavy price, a heavy price, by having to fight mandatories to defend his title. Understand, Crawford, who's already been undisputed in a different weight class, right, who already, in my opinion, is a sure-fire first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Crawford, in his mid-30s, should be able to pick his challengers, right? He shouldn't be forced to face a sanctioning body designated mandatory contender, right? Because, of course, that comes with all kinds of risks. The opponent might have a fight style that's incompatible with Crawford's. Now, I know purists out there are going to jump on me here and are going to say, look, do you want to be champ or not? Right? If Terrence Crawford wants to be considered a champion, he needs to fight the mandatories. Right? That's if he wants to be considered a champion of the sanctioning body, issuing the belt. Right? If he is the lineal, then he picks his opponents. Understand, there was a time when Consensus heavyweight champion Riddick Bowe threw the belts in the garbage because he wanted to fight who he wanted to fight. Understand, the public went with him before you had all these recent undisputed champions. Understand, there was a time where you knew who the real champs were. Right back in the day, you knew Larry Holmes was the champ. Right? You understood these other guys with belts, well, those were lesser titles. Why? Because the real guy, the real champion, was Larry Holmes. Right? You understand that. So these 30-something fighters, and understand, when you're in your mid-30s at Welter, you're a hell of a lot older than you are in your mid-30s at Heavy. Right? In your mid-30s at Heavy, you're in your prime. In your mid-30s at Welter, you're not. You're past your prime. You're skilled, but your body doesn't have the same hand speed, the same resilience. Right? All I'm saying is fighters need to start to figure out that there's always a market for getting X against top 10 fighters. Maybe not sanctioned fighters, right? Fighters designated as contenders by sanctioning bodies. But there's always a fight out there that can give you X. Sitting around waiting for the 2X fight might land you in a promotion that might not be able to deliver the promised money 
right? Trust me, boxing is filled of guys who have contracts only to have the promoter unable to pay them, right? Or you might end up in a big mega fight. Something could go wrong, right? You could win the fight, get robbed on the judges' scorecards, right? Something could go wrong. And that 2X mega fight, might end up costing you more in the long run than just getting X to fight guys who are tailor-made for you. Put differently, if I have a guarantee with the zone to make $5 million a fight against world-class opposition, but not the top shelf, Right? Just understand, two of those fights net me $10 million. Assuming I win both, assuming I have enough latitude where I can pick guys who are tailor-made for my style. Right, Going for the $10 million fight might nullify the financial security that my longer-than-two-fight TV contract offers. Right now, that's if you're in Anthony Joshua's position. Let's talk about Joshua for a moment. He beats the Dillian White, who I saw against Jermaine Franklin. Right? He beats White. So let's say, let's say to fight Fury, he would make $20 million. Let's say his deal gives him $10 million per fight. Right? Just understand. He fights Fury for 20, and those of you who know the actual numbers, feel free to put them in the comment section of this video, right? And I'm mentioning Anthony Joshua. I really could be mentioning any of a slew of excellent fighters in other weight classes, right? Bevel, just go down the list. Uh, David Benavides, um, just go down the list of excellent fighters, unbeaten fighters, Um or highly regarded fighters uh, right now um, in other weight classes, right? Understand, if Joshua decides, okay, let me get my name out there, let me make some money, right? Let's say he's guaranteed five mil a fight. I'm sure the number's low, right? In fact, let's make it 10 mil. Let's say he's guaranteed 10 mil to fight Dillian White, right? And let's say that on the back end, he gets even more gate and all that other stuff, right? Pay-per-view. So let's say he's guaranteed 10. Let's say to fight Tyson Fury, he'd get 25 mil. Is he better off taking the 25 mil to fight Fury when he has lost his last two fights? When he's not on top right now, when Fury for strategic reasons, in my eyes, isn't giving him enough time to get back on top, right? Fury's latest deal is to say, you're going to fight me in December. Here's the deal, take it or leave it. Is he better off taking 25 mil to fight Tyson Fury? Or would he be better off taking 10 mil to fight Dillian White, who I think he beats? Then 10 mil to fight Jermaine Franklin, who I think he beats. 
right, then 10 mil to fight some other pocket-centric elite heavyweight who isn't a southpaw, right? Isn't Luis Ortiz, isn't Zhang Gili, but who the public is excited about, right? Keep in mind, you have a lot of young guys out there. Jared Anderson wants a taste of the big time. You can fight one of these young guys, right, who might not be experienced enough to really deal with a KG vet on foreign soil, because I'm assuming they would want the box office that Anthony Joshua brings. He wouldn't be fighting in Houston or in the United States for that match. Right? Isn't the thought process to get the $10 million paychecks until Joshua has synced with his current trainer, right, has built back up his confidence because right now he's in a space where, let's face it, the last few rounds of both Usyk fights didn't work out for him, right? We all thought something wasn't quite right when he grabbed the mic after the Usyk rematch, right? Every fighter needs to think about this because I know these media groups are coming out of the woodwork. And these media groups are saying, look, if you give us three or four fights, we'll give you a floor of this much, a guarantee that you're going to get this much, right? But the fighter has to understand that comes with the cost. You can't fight the mega fight unless the other guy is willing to make a commitment to your media group. Right? Such are the finances of boxing. So Joshua, who was at the Dillian White fight, who's already fought Dillian White, right? who understands what he has a problem with, Andy Ruiz, hand speed in the pocket, Usyk's mobile jab, mobility, southpaw stance, right? dancing around the pocket. Joshua also should know who he is. He doesn't need to be the mandatory to get a title shot because of the market power he brings and because of his own background as a former champion. Right? So the financial picture in boxing is complicated. Right? It's not as easy as having Tyson Fury knock on your door and say, player December are you going to fight me or not? Right? I recognize that. I recognize that. Now, if I'm Joshua, given that Tyson Fury has been knocked down multiple times in multiple fights by Deontay Wilder, was knocked down by others. Right? Steve Cunningham knocks down Tyson Fury. Given that Joshua has power in both hands, right? I know it's easy for me to say, look, <laughs> I'd take a swing at history, right? My attitude would be, okay, let me endanger my long-term great deal here with the zone or whoever for a crack at the title because I only have to be right once in that fight. 
But let me just say, I also understand those around Joshua who realize that he's already spent capital by losing two times to Usyk. Not that long after losing the first time to Andy Ruiz. Right? The media outlet wants to pay for a A or A minus or B plus level fighter. Another Joshua loss, especially if it's a bad loss. Right? If he ends up on the canvas, which he did against Vladimir Klitschko, but he got up. But keep in mind, that was a younger Joshua. And that was a Vladimir Klitschko who was out of the ring for more than a year. If he ends up on the canvas in the middle rounds against Tyson Fury, who just beat Dillian White in the middle rounds by stoppage. If Joshua ends up on the canvas in the middle rounds against Tyson Fury, is the media outlet going to want a steep discount? on Joshua fights going forward. Is he going to lose money on the back end? Isn't there a risk in fighting Tyson Fury from a financial perspective? When you're not on top, right, this would be a completely different analysis. If Joshua was in Usyk's position, right, unbeaten, wearing the belt. When you're not on top, don't you have to think about what happens if you lose badly, right? That $40 million guarantee, 10 mil for four fights from a media outlet that's going to build a marketing campaign around you, right? Very important for fighters to keep their names out there. Have the press mentioning them to the people who have the title, right? Joshua could lose all that if he makes a misstep here, right? So, I believe Joshua has some very lucrative fights against very beatable fighters. I believe he beats Dillian White. If Dillian White plays games and says, hey, man, look, I'm going to hang out with my family and stuff like that. Jermaine Franklin is young. He's hungry. He's 29 years old. He feels he's just been robbed. Understand, he's already shown you a willingness to travel across the Atlantic Ocean to fight the house fighter. Right? He'd love a crack at Joshua. I think Joshua beats him because I don't think Franklin has Joshua's power. I think Franklin's going to try to hang around the pocket against Anthony Joshua, and that's what Joshua wants. Right? Let's say Joshua beats Franklin. Let's say Dillian White, you know, gets back in the ring. Let's say Joshua beats White. Well, then you're down the road, aren't you? Right? By then, let's hope that Fury and Usyk could work out their differences and can actually be in the ring together. Right by then, that Joshua Fury fight, if Fury beats Usyk, and that's a question mark, becomes even bigger. While, of course, Joshua would be cashing the checks from multiple fights. Right, a fight against Franklin, then a fight against Josh, uh, against White, might net Joshua 
the money he would get right now in a big fight against Tyson Fury. Right? Just food for thought. Um, let's just say, too, I think Joshua has a lot of cards to play. Right? Because I do believe there are a bunch of uh, contenders who he can beat. And I do believe his name is big enough to trump the rankings of these sanctioning bodies. In other words, Joshua could turn down mandatory contender fights. He could say, look, I'm good. I'm working with my trainer. I'm working on a new style. I need to figure out how to deal with southpaws. I'm going to run through the division facing these other guys. Let's face it, too. For those of us who followed boxing a long time, that Joshua, Deontay Wilder fight would be huge. Would be huge. Especially if it comes after Joshua has rebuilt his brand somewhat by beating a Dillian White and a Jermaine Franklin. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.